0: Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna. It's a transfer update show and we've got some massive, massive news coming to you guys this evening. Hello, good evening and welcome to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna. It's the Transfer Update Show and today we are talking Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Huge news coming out this evening. It's even been reported by Sky Sports, which I know to a lot of people um, means it's actually genuine. Uh, But it seems that Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is closing in on signing a new Arsenal deal, which will keep him at the club beyond the end of next season, of course, when his current contract is due to expire. I'm buzzing. Um, I'm sure you guys are buzzing as well. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. This is as significant a business as Arsenal are going to do this summer. It doesn't matter who comes in. Um, You know, yes, we need to bring players in in other areas, of course. But in terms of the significance, this business, in my opinion, trumps anything else. Um, that Arsenal are going to go on to do this summer. It's so, so important that we keep hold of our talismanic striker. He's been so key, not just this season, but in seasons gone by. Essentially, one Arsenal, the FA Cup, two goals in the semi-final, two goals in the final. And it was a real, real concern, um, given that the term of his contract uh, was starting to sort of reduce and he was getting towards that end date, um, sort of with every day that passed. Now, there's no official confirmation yet that this is done. Um, But the reports are suggesting that he is very close to signing this new deal, which suggests that it's just a case of uh, dotting the I's, crossing the T's, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And I'm so, so pleased and and I'm so relieved as well because, you know, we've been linked with a number of players and we're going to come on to talk about some of those in a little bit. Um, And we've been hearing lots of news about potential incomings. But as I keep saying it was so, so important that we keep hold of Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. That, for me, had to be the club's priority this summer. It had to be the first port of call. And it seems, judging by the reports that we're getting this evening, initially reported, by the way, by the Daily Telegraph and then picked up by Sky Sports, that this is happening and that Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang it is going to sign a new contract with the Arsenal. Wow, massive news! Uh, don't forget, guys, if you're watching us live on YouTube at the moment, make sure you drop us a like on the video. That is so so important. Um, get involved in the live chat. We'll come to your comments towards the end of the stream. Want to hear from you guys? How you feeling about the uh, news that Aubameyang is closing in, uh, at least, on signing a new Arsenal deal? The talks have, uh, I guess, been positive, and we're moving in the right direction huge statement from Arsenal Football Club. If indeed the deal does get signed, we we expect it to. Um, I'm still a little bit wary of the sort of language that I'm using just purely because there's been no official confirmation. But I don't think um, that media outlets, the size of the ones that are reporting this, do that if they're not pretty certain. So I'm confident and I'm expectant In regards to Pierre Emerick Aubameyang's situation, and I believe he will be an Arsenal player next season, and the season after that, and possibly the season after that too. So, great news uh, for Arsenal fans all over the world at the moment. Um, Let's start talking about uh, some of the other news as well that is uh, sort of doing the rounds. It's just a short stream this evening, just a short transfer update. Been reading a lot of stuff today, doing a lot of work on on Arsenal today, um, and a few other clubs as well, but. I've been sort of really diving into the Arsenal stuff today in particular, and I wanted to provide some updates on some of the the, the stories that we're reading and some of the, the news that we're hearing uh, about a number of targets. Now, the updates that I'm going to provide you are updates that I have come across and that I have found um, from some of the game's most respected journalists. I am not for a second uh, claiming to be in the know, so please... Um, don't come back to me in in a month's time and say, you were wrong about this. You were wrong about that. I'm going by what I've read. I've collated all the reports together and I've decided to try and make sense of them as best I can. And that is what my information is based on. As I said, I'm not in the know. I don't have a contact. I'm not one of those guys that sits there and says someone in the club told me this. No, um, that's not the case. Yes, I work in the business. Um, but I don't have, um, the type of contacts that are going to give me information on contracts and transfer dealings before they they take place, uh, you know, not there. Um, I'm not at that level, um, and so I just want to be clear and upfront about that before I go on to share not just what I've read, but my opinions as well on a number of transfer targets. So, over the moon about the Abamiang news. Um, let's have you guys' reactions in the comments as well, and I'll come back to those after we sort of talk about some of the other targets. Huge, huge statement from Arsenal Football Club, if indeed they are able to type here Emerica Bamiang down to a new deal. And based on what we're hearing, it seems they have. Let's move on to talk about another player, and that is Gabriel Magales of uh, Lille. He's a central defender, 22 years old, Brazilian, and he's somebody that Arsenal are being heavily linked with. It is worth noting, however, that Arsenal are not the only Premier League club that are said to be interested in Gabriel. Manchester United are rumoured to have a strong interest in the player. And they have asked Lille, apparently, to inform them if any other club comes in with a bid that they believe to be sufficient so that they can have the opportunity to either match it or better it. So it's clear that Manchester United are interested as well in Gabriel Magales and we could be going head-to-head with them for his signature. It's also understood that Lille are looking for a fee in the region Of 30 million euros for the Brazilian. According to TransferMarket.co.uk, he's only valued at 18 million, but given that they're likely to spark a bidding war, um, given the number of clubs interested, I'm sure that Lille are going to do their best and their utmost to hold out for the maximum sum available. So 30 million euros is the benchmark we're being told, and that is what Lille would require to accept an offer, which would see Gabriel Magales move out. Do I know a great deal about this player? No, I've got to be honest. I don't watch a great deal of of Ligue 1. I'm not big on French football, Um, but the reviews that this lad has been getting are positive. Um, He's played, uh, I think, 24 times uh, for Lille in Ligue 1 this season, which suggests that he's a key part of their side and a key part of their squad. They've finished fourth in Ligue 1 last season, and of course, the season didn't end properly. You know, it was brought to a halt due to the coronavirus thing, but it suggests that... Gabriel Magales is a key player to that side and you can understand why they're demanding such a substantial amount of money for him. Add to that that he's just 22 years old and you know there is potential there. And so I get the feeling that if anybody is going to sign him they're going to have to spend what Leo are asking and I don't think Leo are going to budge on that. I don't think they'll need to budge on that given the volume of clubs interested. Do I think this is a realistic one for Arsenal? I'm not entirely sure. And the reason for that is because we're we're forever hearing about the budget um, not being very high. We heard yesterday about redundancies, which we're going to come on and talk about a little bit later on in the show. Um, 30 million euros, if that's what it's going to take, I can't see Arsenal doing it, if I'm honest. Now, I'd never rule it out and I'd never say never because we didn't think they'd do the Nicolas Pepe deal. When they did it, they found a way of structuring a deal that allowed them to get it done um, and bring the player to the Emirates Stadium. So am I completely ruling this one out? No, I'm not. But am I saying that it's likely? No. Um, and the reason being we've signed David Lewis up on another year. Pablo Marie um is also uh, you know, has also joined us on a permanent deal. Um, unless we move some centre backs out, which we think that Socrates could be on his way, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, um, then I can't see Arsenal going out and spending around about €30 million on another central defender. That's not to say that we don't need to. I think we absolutely do. I think centre-back is an area that we still could do with improving in. I just wonder if the the price tag on Gabriel Magalhães is just maybe too much and that may put Arsenal off. It depends how highly Arsenal rate him. Do they see him as somebody who can partner William Saliba for the future, in which case they may find a way of trying to raise the funds or structure the deal in a way um, that, that gets the deal done. Uh, lots of talk about him preferring Arsenal, that he's come out and said he prefers Arsenal. Well, Charles Watts of goal.com, uh, a very respected journalist. Um, he has rubbish that he says that, uh, those reports are not true. In fact, they're quite sort of a little bit over the top, I think is the words he used in terms of where Arsenal are at, in terms of their pursuit of this player. So he says there's an interest, but he denies that the club, uh, or that the player, sorry, has uh, highlighted Arsenal as the one club that he wants to join and that he prefers to come here rather than Manchester United. So um, I I take that with a pinch of salt for now. Let's talk about Felipe Coutinho, um, another player being heavily linked with a move to Arsenal. And again, Charles Watts has dismissed that one as well. He says, and he says that other journalists have also been told by sources very close to the club, within the club, in fact, that there is no deal uh taking place that will bring Felipe Coutinho to the Emirates Stadium the Brazilian left Anfield of course in January 2018 in a deal worth in excess of 130 million pounds but it just hasn't worked out for him since he was deemed surplus to requirements at Barcelona loaned out to Bayern Munich where he had an okay season um to be fair it wasn't a bad season by any means the games he did play he produced the problem is that that Barcelona, feel it feels to me like they're just desperate to get him off the books and they're looking to push him on to people. And that doesn't really sit right with me. And, and again, we're going to talk about the redundancies, but taking into account everything that's going on in the landscape at the moment, I make Charles what's right when he says that this deal is not going to happen. I cannot see it. Coutinho to Arsenal is a no-goer for me um based on on sort of what i know what i've read and and what my gut tells me as well so coutinho for me that deal is off it's not happening um willian uh, close to joining arsenal we're led to believe was understood yesterday that the gunners made willian a 3 year contract offer it was a formal offer uh, that's been put in front of the brazilian and we're expecting to see movement on that um After Chelsea's Champions League game against Bayern Munich, it's widely expected that they're going to be dumped out of the competition. They lost the first leg at home by three goals to nil. Um, So it will take a miracle uh, for them to turn that around. Chelsea will then be eliminated from the Champions League and their season will be effectively over, in which case I think the deal for Willian will move uh, quickly and that will get done uh, in the next couple of weeks. I do expect Willian to become an Arsenal player. What's my take on this? I think he's a very experienced footballer. I think he would add some in-depth quality to our front three. Um, You know, I know we've got the likes of Saka. We've got Martinelli, who's still going to be out for a while. We've got Rhys Nelson, who some people rate very, very highly. For me, if I'm looking at it on face value, I look at it this way. Is he better? than those three players I've just mentioned at this present moment in time. Will he bring more to the Arsenal squad than those players? I would say yes. And Arsenal are in need of progressing and closing the gap on on the top four quickly. Not in two or three years time when Martinelli, when Nelson may be ready. Um, you know, I, I don't particularly have a great deal of faith in in Reece Nelson that he will make it at Arsenal. And therefore I think that the deal that will bring William to the club is a smart one. Um The three-year thing is not ideal. I'd have liked to have seen the club offer him a two-year contract just based on the fact that he is going to turn 32 uh, in a few days' time. But it is worth taking into account the player's individual condition. And Willian is one of those players who you watch him play and you don't think that he's at that stage in his career. So for that, he deserves uh, credit. He clearly looks after himself. And that's probably played a part in why Arsenal have decided to table the three-year deal. You know, we didn't, we don't really know what the terms are. We don't really know what the ins and outs are. We've heard it's 130 grand a week on a three-year deal. We also thought that David Lewis, though, had a two-year deal, didn't we? And that wasn't the case. There was an option to extend. wasn't there in the end, and Arsenal took up that option. But the, what, the point I'm trying to make is that don't take it all for face value. Don't take it as gospel, that it is a three-year deal with no stipulations, with no clauses in it, because we thought that was the case with David Lewis. We thought he was signing for two years. And when it came to light a little bit later on, actually, that wasn't the case. And it was a one-year deal with an option to extend it. That could well be the case with this William deal. I'm not saying I know it is for certain, but I'm saying don't rule that out. And therefore, don't get too bogged down on the three-year deal thing. That's my sort of a uh, takeaway from this. Um, what else are we going to talk about? So we've spoken about Aubameyang. Great news. going to come to some of your comments on that in a couple of moments' time in the live chat. Um, but yeah, we've spoken about Aubameyang. We've spoken about Gabriel. We've spoken about Coutinho. We've spoken about Willian. To summarise, great news. Aubameyang looks as though he's staying at the Arsenal, which is the news all of us Arsenal fans were desperate to hear. Uh, Gabriel, Arsenal are in the running for him, but we don't know uh, if they'll be willing to meet Lille's asking price. So we are in the running. We are interested. We are in contention. But it's a long way from being a done deal, despite the reports claiming that he had chosen Arsenal. Um, As far as I know, there is no uh, pursuit of uh, Felipe Coutinho currently taking place from an Arsenal perspective. So you can park that one for now. Um, And of course, uh, as I've just said, I believe Willian is closing in on a deal which will see him join Arsenal. But I don't think we're going to see any movement on that prior to Chelsea's uh, Champions League campaign coming to an end, which we expect uh, will be by the end of this weekend. Right. Let's go over to some of you. Actually, before I go to the comments, sorry, let's talk about the redundancy thing a little bit. Spoke about it briefly on last night's um edition of the Social Club. And the reason I want to bring this up again is because people continue to react to this on social media. It's been a really, really big talking point. I've seen lots of people say how disappointed they are with uh, the way the club have handled the situation um, and with the fact that they asked the players to take a pay cut, um, only to go make redundancies anyway. Now, we have heard from David Ornstein this morning that actually the Arsenal players are quite unhappy about this. They're unhappy that they've been told Um, that their pay cuts would save jobs. And then a few months down the line, we're seeing uh, redundancies being proposed by the club. Understandably so. And I guess when we were all getting onto Mesut Ozil's back about the fact that he was reluctant to take the pay cut, perhaps when he was asking for justification and the reasons, this was why. Um, Because it's clear that the money hasn't gone to where it's supposed to go. Now, you could argue that this is part of a a bigger plan from Arsenal and part of a bigger restructure in terms of the way we do our business going forward. If there's no fans in the stadium, you don't need stadium staff. That's the reality of it. If I own a hotel and it's closed, I don't need my cleaners. I don't need my catering staff. It's just the nature of the business until football fans return to football stadiums. There are going to be people within the club who are redundant. What about the people that work in hospitality? The stewards You don't need them well you don't need as many anyway when there are less fans in the stadium or no fans at all this is just a natural thing given the current circumstances now yes it's not ideal and i do have a great deal of sympathy for those who are going to be affected i've lost jobs in the past due to redundancy i understand it's a really worrying time it's a it's a it's, a, it's an unsettling time um, for those people and I get all of that and I have a great deal of sympathy but I don't see why people are so surprised to learn of Arsenal doing this we know that some of the people that are making way are to do with the scouting network is this a sign of like I said earlier Arsenal just shifting the way they do things and taking this opportunity whilst they're reviewing things given that the impact of COVID-19 to make those changes to make those restructured changes I don't know I don't know. Um But like I said, this is something that is going to happen across the board, in my opinion. Arsenal won't be the first, well, Arsenal are not the first, and Arsenal certainly won't be the last to do this. Um, You know, particularly when this furlough scheme ends in October, I think you're going to see businesses all over the country, all over Europe, in fact, making these kind of cuts. So don't be so surprised by it. Don't overreact. Um, The players are the ones who have a right to go to the club and ask for a justification because they're the ones that took a pay cut to supposedly keep these people in the job not you or i therefore i think we shouldn't get too caught up on it just my take let me know your take on it as well and i'm going to come to your questions uh in just a second don't forget guys uh if you haven't already smash that like button it is really really important and if you're listening to this later on via the audio platform's Don't forget to leave us a review uh, wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast from. Uh, Don't forget, if you want to become a patron of the Chronicles of Aguna, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com forward slash the Chronicles of Aguna. You will receive access to exclusive content, a free gift after your third month of membership and priority in our phone-in shows. That's not to say we're not going to take calls from anybody else. Of course we are, um, but I will be prioritizing those who are supporting the podcast that's not to say, though, that it is a, you know, it is compulsory. No, absolutely not. It is not compulsory whatsoever. That if you feel like supporting the podcast, it would be great. Um, and we'd love to have you on board. Right. Um, let's go over to some of your live comments. Let's start right at the very beginning. Um, Graham says, great news regarding Aubameyang. Absolutely. It is. Uh, Tawana says, if you're watching, drop a like. Thanks. Absolutely. Drop us a like. Uh, Marky GTI says, "Get the fuck in, happy days." Um, of course, reacting uh, to the Obama Yang news, uh, Tay Yas says, "Would you like Coutinho or Willian at Arsenal?" I know that Coutinho is younger, um, and and that would probably sway a lot of people towards him in terms of this question. I guess for me, though, we've seen Mikel Arteta's side be very, very effective in recent times without playing with a number 10. And Coutinho is very much a number 10. Coutinho from the left, not as effective, in my opinion. We've seen that at Barcelona. It's probably one of the big reasons why it hasn't worked out for him in Catalonia. So I would take Willian on the premise that he would fit into this current Arsenal system. And it's an area in which we need backup because, as I've said, I still... I'm not convinced that Reece Nelson is quite ready uh, to play a lot of football or or is quite ready to step into that role in the event of any of our front three not being available. So on that premise, and given the fact that one of the things that really frustrates me about Arsenal is the lack of quality from set pieces, Willian is someone who brings that to the table. He's a free agent. Um, You know, I know that Coutinho is likely to be on a loan deal if it was to happen, but do we want to get ourselves in a situation where we're involved in another loan deal? Probably not. So on those arguments and on that basis, I would slightly sway towards William, although they're both fantastic players. There's no getting away from that. They're both top, top quality footballers. Um, what else have we got here? Um, Eman 300 speaking about Coutinho says, thank God about Coutinho. Forget about him and let's buy Buendia. Um, Buendia is a player that is an interesting one. You know, there's been loads of links with Emiliano Buendia, not just to Arsenal, but to some of the other big six as well. Liverpool have been linked. Spurs have been linked. Um, He's even been linked with the likes of Leeds, who have just been promoted to the Premier League. So it feels like Buendia is just someone whose name is fashionable at the moment. He's being linked with everyone and anyone, regardless of their position in the league and what they actually need. I'm not convinced that he is Arsenal level call me a bit of a snob. I don't know. That's just how I feel. I'm not convinced that he is. Um, Carol says the Abamyang deal was a three-year deal. Apparently best news since the cup final. That's what we're being led to believe that it is a three-year deal. And I'm sure that Pierre-Emerick Abamyang uh, will not be looking for anything shorter than that. Um, given his age and stuff, I'm sure he is, uh, I'm sure he is very, aware of of his I don't want to say his age because he's not old but he's very aware that if he gets a lucrative deal now for three years that probably take him towards the the twilight of his career um and that will protect him and his family so I'm sure he's looking for a three-year deal and whilst I haven't had any information on that um I think you're probably right it probably is likely to be a three-year contract um what else have we got here uh Guna Glenn says it's three years, 250k a week, plus bonuses. It's a great deal for Arteta and Arsenal. It is a massive deal, and it's a huge, huge statement. It says to the players that we're looking to try and attract this summer that we are in the right direction. We've kept hold of our talisman. There is no uncertainty anymore about the Arsenal captain and Arsenal's best player at the moment. Therefore, we're a far more attractive proposition. So, yeah, I think... um, I think that uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a huge deal uh, for everybody involved. It's great for Bamiang as well because, as great as he is and as good as he's been, you know, he must have been worried about sort of the impact that the coronavirus was going to have. Even if he was thinking about moving away, because the big clubs in Europe have been massively affected by this. We know Barcelona aren't necessarily in a good financial state. We know Real Madrid are not particularly interested in Pierre Emerick Abamyang. Therefore. Um, You know, I think it will be, I think whilst it's partly down to him wanting to stay, I think he'll be relieved as well that a contract as lucrative as this for as long a term as this has come across his table. uh, And and he's going to take it and he's going to sign it. Um, What else have we got here? Uh, Graham on the uh, Gabriel deal. He says, we need Edu to weave his Brazilian magic like Wenger did. With the french a massive opportunity that we have to use to get great players at the right price agreed if arsenal have identified gabriel or somebody who can enhance the squad um then they need to do what they can to make the deal happen totally agree with you uh, dave atkinson says don't want to get over excited about bamiang till i see it on arsenal.com but if it is true i will be buzzing yeah i, I agreed and i've i put that caveat in right at the top of the show Whilst we believe he is edging closer towards signing that deal, we are yet to have any official confirmation. But for me, this is a massive boost. Um, And the fact that it's being reported by the outlets that it is being reported by suggests to me um, that if it's not already done, it is very close to being done. And we should take encouragement from that. But I understand your caution, Dave. I really, really do. Um, Omar says on Coutinho, he flopped in La Liga and the Bundesliga and his wages would just be another hindrance to this club. I don't understand why we're moving for him, to be honest. So uh, I guess you're not on board with the Coutinho thing. Um, I, I don't think he's been a, a flop in the Bundesliga, though. I have to disagree with that. Um, I think he's played enough games to to say that he's had a successful spell there. Um, but if I just bring up his, his statistics, because I'm pretty sure I had a look at these earlier when I was doing some work. Um, for uh, one of the websites that I write for earlier on today, that actually the record wasn't that bad. It's not as disastrous as some people will have you believe. I know that the Kia Jurabcian links make this a convenient rumour, and that's probably played a part in terms of the way the speculation has spread like wildfire. But in terms of his season in the Bundesliga, 23 appearances, 8 goals and 6 assists considering he only started 45% of Bayern Munich's Bundesliga games. I don't think that's bad at all. Um, I really don't. So I I disagree that he's a flop or he's been a flop at Bayern Munich. I think there is still a player in there. I just don't think it is the right thing for Arsenal um, at the moment. Uh, Cavan Jonas says, I've got a feeling we will sign Willian, Partey and Gabriel and sell Socrates, Torreira and Holding. I don't have any confidence in this club to get anything else done. Well, I think if we got William Partey and Gabriel in, that would represent really, really good business. And if we were able to get anything for Socrates and Holding, great. Um, we didn't really lay out a lot of money on Rob Holding, so I'm not too fussed about what we bring in for him. Um, if he was to join another Premier League club, then, of course, we'd add that Premier League pre- premium on there. And he's an English player as well, which always drives up the value for some reason. Um, so, you know, we may be able to get something from him. Lucas Torreira certainly has a sell-on value though, um, in my opinion, particularly in Italy where he's been and he's proven himself and there has been interest in him for a number of clubs and there are a number of clubs in Italy looking to rebuild at the moment, in particular AC Milan who have been credited with an interest in Lucas Torreira previously. Therefore, that could be a, a potential destination for the Uruguayan. Who knows? But again, we're just speculating at the moment. Um... Birat says, William will be a very good signing, unlike Louis and Czech. Only cons is age factor, but there are many pros. Agreed, there are many pros uh, to that. Uh, Kartik Joshi asks what age Milner was when he signed for Liverpool. I'm not entirely sure, my friend. Um, I'd need to look that up. But you, you're right in the sense that somebody coming in on a free transfer could just be somebody to boost the squad. And I do think that is what William will be. I think you may see Willian play quite often in the Premier League for Arsenal, but you've also got to take into account we've got a Europa League campaign to play now. We'll have an FA Cup to defend. We'll have a a, a Carabao Cup to play in. So there'll be lots of games again for Arsenal and there's much need for a big squad. Uh, We learned today that the Premier League clubs, that was the other thing I was going to mention, have uh, voted against the five substitutions per game, which I think is good. I think is a positive, and substitutes benches will be reduced back down to seven from nine ahead of next season. Eleven of the twenty clubs voted in favour of uh, going back to the old way, which I completely agree with. By the way, let me know your thoughts on that in the comments as well. Um, Alex Turner and Alex Keo they ask about uh, Partey. Is the Partey links dead? No. I don't think they are. I think Atletico Madrid have made it very clear throughout however long that they don't intend to enter any negotiations with regards to any of their players until their Champions League campaign is over. Atletico Madrid stand a chance of winning the Champions League this season. Mark my words. Um, Very good side. Just knocked out the holders Liverpool or just prior to the lockdown. Um, And it's understandable as to why they are not willing to do Any business regarding, in particular, somebody key in their side, um, you know, at this moment in time. Why would they? They'd be silly to. So I I just think we've got to be patient on this one. If we do indeed want Thomas Partey, we've got to remain patient. And whilst Arsenal are not willing to pay his release clause, which is said to be 50 million euros, I do believe that Madrid could be tempted into selling him for less. But I think the timing has to be right. And it could be a case of Arsenal having to be a little bit underhanded here and going and unsettling Thomas Partey. um, And in a way, putting Atletico in a position where they feel like they have to sell him because he doesn't necessarily want to be there. Now, that's assuming that Thomas Partey is keen on a move to Arsenal. All the reports suggest that he is. I think Arsenal have to be a little bit more. I don't want to say underhanded because it's probably the wrong word, but we've had clubs do it to us in the past. All the big clubs operate in that way. Arsenal need to make their intentions clear regarding Thomas Partey and hope that between them and him, they can force Atletico to accept a fee, which is lower than the minimum fee release clause. Now, what I'm led to believe is that Arsenal were happy to meet the release clause, but only if it was paid in installments. And Atletico are not interested in that at this moment in time. However, I caveat that again with the fact that Atletico's Madrid stance could well change after their Champions League campaign ends. So maybe this is just a case of being patient, um, but I wouldn't say that it's completely dead just now. Uh, Taja says, can we make it to the top four next season? Can we make it into the top four? I think we can um i think that we've seen incredible progress under Mikel Arteta i think it's not always been reflected in the results but in terms of the team spirit and in terms of our defensive organisation there has been massive uh, massive progress under Mikel Arteta so i think if he does do the right business if he's able to get the players that he feels will strengthen this side i don't see why arsenal can't challenge for a place in the top 4 next season i really really don't i'm confident um, you know, there'll be other clubs looking to strengthen this summer. Um, Of course, Man United are likely to strengthen. Chelsea, uh, we know they're bringing in players, so it's going to be by no means an easy task. And, and call this a little bit of wishful thinking or, or even a bit of biased, but I actually think that Mikel Arteta is a far better manager and coach than both Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and Frank Lampard. I think the reason they finished where they finished, um, this season is because they're both at clubs that have allowed them in Manchester United's case to go out and get the players that they need to improve the squad. They went and got Wan-Bissaka. They went and got Maguire, who at the time maybe it hasn't always turned out as they'd have wanted, but at the time um, were were big transfer targets. They got them. They got Bruno Fernandes in mid season in a big deal. So they've had the support. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has had the support and he'll continue to get the support because that is the nature of Manchester United. Frank Lampard had to contend with a with a, a ban, a transfer ban, and he handled that pretty well for the most part, but he had a very, very good squad at his disposal, in my opinion. If the playing field was completely level, I would argue that Mikel Arteta has shown that tactically and in terms of the mentality that he instills into his group and the way he conducts himself as a manager, he is ahead of both of those two. I genuinely, genuinely believe that. And so the only reason why, why we might, might sorry find it difficult to close the gap on them is purely because of the finance and the backing that those two are likely to get in comparison to what Mikel Arteta will, um, and I genuinely, genuinely um, believe that. Right, let's uh, see what else we've got. Lots and lots of comments continuing to come through. We'll keep going for a little bit. I was planning to end it on half an hour, but we'll keep going a little bit as... Um, as uh, the uh, comments continue to fly in, Barry Ciccone says, I agree with you, Harry, concerning the job cuts It's happening all over the country. And I feel it will get worse. My friends, brace yourselves. It is going to get a lot fucking worse. Trust me on that. Um, as I said, the furlough scheme is keeping so many people in employment at the moment that otherwise their companies would have had to let go. And we've got to understand that. So, you know, pointing the finger at Arsenal because they're going to cut 55 jobs. I think is a little bit reactionary, particularly when you're hearing of other businesses, other companies owned by multi-millionaires, multi-billionaires having to do the same and cutting far bigger numbers of jobs. So, you know, again, just chill out about it a little bit. You know, it's not nice for those people completely agree. And I've got a lot of sympathy for them, but to go on a witch hunt after Arsenal now about this, I think is a little bit OTT. Um, Darius says, imagine William Oba and Laka. Plenty of uh, quality there. Pepe as well. And that's what makes it so exciting is that we'll have a front four, in my opinion, all ready and capable of producing. Whereas in particular with Reece Nelson, I'm not sure he's at that point yet. I don't think we should put too much pressure on Bukayo Saka. Great that he signed a new contract and he's shown good signs. But let's be careful. Let's be cautious. He's still very young, 18 years old. Gabriel Martinelli shown promising signs up until now, but he's going to have to be fully focused on this long road to recovery now after that horrible injury. And I don't think the pressure should be on him either. So I think it is a good move. I really, really do. Um, What else have we got? Um... Uh, da, da, da. uh, Archie, in response to my comment about uh Buendia, he says he's not right for us. Yeah, I, that's right. Um, ASON says, are you really at the Emirates right now? I don't know whether to answer that. No, I'm not. Um, I'm not. Um, thank you to all the patrons who signed up. We've been able to make some enhancements uh, to the studio space, and I've been able to get myself a green screen, which means I can put myself pretty much anywhere. Um, that I want to be should I muck about with it now while you guys are on just to show you I mean uh, I could be outside Wembley if I wanted to be Um, you know I could be in all kinds of different places it's a wonderful um, tool and something that having patrons on board has uh, of course allowed me to be able to do Um, so I'm really really grateful for all you guys' support and what that's meant um, for the podcast and it's progress so thank you um, but no I'm not at <laughs> the Emirates uh, right now a couple of you asking in the chat is uh is the Aubameyang news official no it's not I have to make that clear I said it right at the top of the program it is not official yet Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang um hasn't officially put pen to paper but we're led to believe that he is closing in on signing a new deal with the football club it's being reported by sky sports by the telegraph by a number of outlets it feels as though um talks are heading in the right direction and given Mikel arteta's comments after the fa cup final it would make sense um matthew de souza asks how successful will we be in offloading players will the cash register kerching it's never easy to offload players that are overpaid, and I don't. I, I'm not saying that in this. You know, you get some people that they go, "Oh, footballers are overpaid." Blah blah. blah. That's not the angle at which I'm coming from right now. Um, what I mean is when they're overpaid in terms of the market, in terms of what they're producing in comparison to some of their peers, and a lot of the players that we are looking to shift out, they are being overpaid. And the problem is, Mesut Özil is the prime example. We want to get him out, but he's overpaid. And you're never going to find someone who's going to take you on for 350 grand a week. So it becomes difficult and it becomes a situation where you would prefer to stay and and finish your contract because, you know, you're not going to get anywhere near that astronomical amount of money. I'm not saying the likes of Socrates are on that sort of money, but it's all relative, isn't it? Is he going to get what he's getting at Arsenal elsewhere? Probably not. Therefore, um, he will be reluctant to move. So then it becomes a case of the club having to do their best to shift these players out. You've also got to have a willing buyer as well. Um, With a lot of the players in in the Arsenal squad at the moment that we would class as dead wood, I'm not necessarily fussed about recuperating transfer fees or large transfer fees anyway. I'm more interested in getting them off the wage bill because that is the real crippler uh, for Arsenal Football Club. So if we can find solutions in terms of moving some of these players clubs. where they'll uh, they'll be happy to go and we can we can do a deal and subsequently take them off of our wage budget. I think that's the right way to go. Um, Pramod says, I agree with you. Reese is not there yet. So would you be looking for a loan for loan if you are in charge? Would I be looking for a loan for Reese Nelson? Yeah. If we get Willian in and we've got that extra body and then we'll have Martinelli, Saka, Willian, Pepe, Lacazette, then yeah. Um, Willick has even shown that at times he can play on either side. So particularly on the right. So, yeah, I I think I would be looking for a loan for Reese Nelson. I think he needs to play more football. I think his loan spell in Germany wasn't as successful as some people would have you believe. At the start of the season, he was very, very impressive. But he did die out in the second half. And there were question marks about his attitude. Um, That was just paper talk. So I'm not going to take that as gospel. But I do think a loan move where he would be able to play regular football would uh would benefit uh Reese Nelson yes I do uh Bavia Jane says is this your day job yes it is um it wasn't uh up until May last year um was it last year yeah it's been over a year now bloody hell um but yeah I am a uh, sports journalist now full-time uh journalist slash broadcaster whatever you want to call me slash does whatever he can to make a living that involves talking about Arsenal and football. So, yeah, <laughs> cheers. Um, what else have we got here? Um, big hello to the Mr Arsenal podcast. Go check them out. Great show. Give them a subscribe. Um, and uh, he says, all right, Harry, how you doing? Huge news today. It is, mate. It is huge, huge news. Um, it's not confirmed news yet, mind you, but it is uh, huge in terms of at least we know Things are heading in the right direction and bar a catastrophe now. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang will be committing his future to the Arsenal. Um, Right. What else have we got? Um, Let's uh, keep scrolling through. Um, Tawana says, come on, guys, at least 100 likes. There's 179 watching right now. There's 179 of you in the live chat. Please hit the like button. What are you waiting for? Let's get to 100 likes before the end of this stream. Got a few minutes left. It would be great if we managed to achieve that. Um, Likes is something I need to push more on this channel for sure, particularly on YouTube. I don't go on about it as much as some of the others. Maybe I should. Um, Maybe I should because... They are so, so important. I think we're on 64 at the moment. So please do help us out. Get us up to 100 likes before the end of the stream. So if you're watching us, do it now. Waits for the influx of likes to come through. I can't tell till afterwards anyway. I'm not on the right page, but please, please do hit that button. It is so, so important. If you haven't already as well, hit the subscribe button. We're bringing you pretty much daily content at the moment. Um We may miss the odd day in the week here and there, but we're trying to bring you at least four shows a week. That is the plan. If you haven't already, check out yesterday's um, edition of The Social Club. It's a show in which we talk Arsenal, but we also talk about a variety of subjects from the Premier League. And we were joined by a great panel yesterday um, to look at um, some of those talking points. We spoke about Newcastle United. We spoke about Fulham's promotion. We also spoke about Willian at length. We spoke about... um, the potential of uh, Lacazette possibly moving on um, and whether that would be right business. So, yeah, loads and loads of stuff um, on that show. Head over there and check it out. You can also catch up with our watch along of the playoff final the other night, um, which I did for Total Football Analysis. But they were very kind enough to allow me to, um, to share on our channel as well, which is, Great, and I was joined by uh, Lee Scott for expert analysis. Right, I'm going to give you guys a few more minutes to fire in a few more questions before we wrap it up. So, if you're in the chat, stick them in there now. Um, Omar says, "Criminally underrated podcast. This. Thank you so much, mate. Really, really appreciate your support. I know you're in the chat pretty much every time we go live, so I really, really do appreciate that." Um, Graham says, "Nearly at 5K subscribers. We are indeed. We are approaching." That milestone. Um, We still need a little bit more effort, a little bit more work to get there. The hope is that by the start of the new Premier League season, we will have 5k subscribers and I promise if you help us get there and if you get us there we will do something further to enhance the channel and to get you guys more involved as well. Um, Because as much as I like sitting here and talking about Arsenal to my camera, um, I love interacting with you guys and I'd love to do more of that. Um, It's been a case lately where work has sort of taken over and particularly during the covid phase it was you know work was hard to come by and so you didn't want to turn things down um, from fear of losing out etc but things are a little bit more settled now touch wood Um, hopefully we don't get a second spike and things can continue as normal and we can continue um, working and and putting this uh, putting this show together for you as well um, as often as possible abby odin says love your show harry thank you so much mate really really appreciate it um, Chris Pantelli, I'm assuming he's talking about the Aubameyang news where he says, great news. It is indeed. It is fantastic news. Uh, Barry Ciccone says, come on guys, nearly there with the likes. Come on guys, please. Let's get us to hundred likes before we finish today. Um, right. Graham says, um, I think we should sell Leno for 25 million pounds. Let me know what you guys think in the comments about this. Would you sell Bernd Leno? Are you convinced that Martinez is ready to be Arsenal's number one based on this period of time that he's been in between the sticks? I want to say I am um, because he's been really, really good. I think he's been brilliant. But there's a small part of me that worries that over the course of a long season, there will be mistakes, as there are from any goalkeeper. And I think it's actually healthy to have two good goalkeepers. It's healthy to have that competition. And you're also assuming that somebody's going to come along and offer 25 million. If an offer came in, I think maybe some people would consider it. And that's a valid perspective to take. Me personally, though, I'd keep hold of him. I think he's a a really good goalkeeper. And the more quality that we have within the squad, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Ben says, would you like Lacazette to stay? In an ideal world, I absolutely would like Alexander Lacazette to stay. Um, I think he's been criticised a lot by people in recent times, even by myself, um, for maybe not scoring enough goals. But the reality of the situation is this. Often when you have a talismanic striker, a striker who's as effective as Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, it's as important to keep them Uh, Sorry, it's as important to keep those around them who complement them as it is to have them. And I genuinely think that the work that Lacazette does in that number nine role, the way he drops deep, uh, creates spaces in behind for Aubameyang. And we've seen Lacazette drop deep time and time again, opening those channels in behind for Arsenal to hit Aubameyang with those long balls. And so I think that in an ideal world, as long as we're still able to do the other business that we need to do, or at least most of it, then, yeah, I'd like to see Lacazette stay. The issue with Lacazette is that he's got two years remaining on his contract, this season coming and the next one. So we're entering that territory where it's a case of you either sign him up to a new deal or you consider moving him on. And that is what's going to be interesting in the coming months to see if Arsenal decide to take any action on that. We've heard, haven't we, in the past from Raul and from Vinay and from all those guys that they don't don't want to be in situations where players are, um, you know, are walking out um, or are running down their contracts. It seems like we might have saved ourselves with a Bamiang, but we don't want to be in that position again. Um, so, yeah, I do think it's time to start thinking about Lacazette's future. But if you're asking me right now what I want to today, then yeah, absolutely. Uh, guys, we're five likes away from hitting that 100 mark. If you haven't done it already, there's over 200 of you watching us live right now. Hit the button. Thank you. I do really, really appreciate it. I promise. Um, right. Uh, Oliver Sholey says, are you concerned about player recruitment with the news that some redundancies with the news of some redundancies in the scouting department? Not really. And and the reason I say this is because our scouting department hasn't been particularly effective in recent years. We've actually been bemoaning them. We've been talking about why are other players or other clubs able to go out and find and identify players? And we've struggled lately and our recruitment has been so bad lately kind of suggests to me that I'm not saying they deserve to lose their jobs. I'm not saying that for a second, but it I think that will have played a factor or, or played a part, played a role in the club's decision to release the people that they're releasing. And I think that we can't sit here and moan about the club not being run properly and the structure not being right. And the stuff behind the scenes not being effective enough. And then moan when our scouts are being changed. I think it's time for a refresh. Francis Cagall, um, I think that's how you say his name, been at the club for over two decades, very respected. And that's not to say I don't appreciate the work he's done previously, but I do feel like you can get stale in a job, in any job. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm look, again, as I said earlier on in the show, not overly upset by the redundancies. Obviously, it's easy to say when I'm not someone affected by that. But as in, I'm not angry at the club i get why they're doing it i understand why they're doing it and the reality is and i use the example that i used earlier on if people aren't in the stadium then you don't need someone to sell programs you don't need cleaners you don't need catering staff and it's just the natural course of of the changes that we're all going through and the the post covid world uh, that we're hopefully going to be living in soon um Lots of uh, you commenting about Serge Gnabry. Uh, this guy's screen name is Serge Ganabri and I almost said Serge Gnabry. Um He says there's not been any Partey news for a while now. 95 Winston echoes that. The Partey thing has gone strangely quiet. And as I said a little bit earlier on, I'll just quickly repeat it for the benefit of you guys. The Thomas Partey thing has gone quiet because Atletico Madrid are not interested in negotiating whatsoever until their Champions League campaign is over. So, this is one that is gonna, if it does get done, it's one that we're gonna have to be patient about and it's one that we may do further along in the window. But right now, whilst that they have a chance of, of winning uh the Champions League's greatest pr- or Europe's greatest prize, the Champions League, muddling up my words, um, I think that Thomas Partey um stays, and I don't think that they're gonna entertain any discussions about his future. You could also argue that if Diego Simeone was to um was was to go on and win the Champions League I think they've lost two finals haven't they already so if they were to go on and win the Champions League that Diego Simeone may well walk away from Atletico Madrid he may feel that he cannot do any more with that club and if he does walk away that could open the door to Partey being sold because as I've said In previous podcasts, Thomas Partey is very much Diego Simeone's man. So Diego Simeone's future could play a part in what happens to Thomas Partey as well. And I do think that if Simeone won the Champions League, he would consider walking away from Atletico. What more can he do? He's won La Liga against the likes of Barcelona and Real Madrid, whose budgets are humongous in comparison to Atletico's. And if he wins the Champions League, that'd be the icing on the cake for me and the perfect time him to say thank you very much uh see you later and as i say could impact what happens to thomas party uh let's see what else we've got here uh lamin says i'm a big fan of you harry from gambia thank you so much mate it's great um to see so many people from all over the world joining us and i'd love to see some more of you guys some new faces as well come on the live uh, phoning show that we're going to be doing every tuesday night going forward um, so come and join us. Um, well, it's going to be Tuesday night when the season starts. It may be Monday nights for now. I'll keep you guys updated. Follow us at Chronicles underscore AFC on Twitter and we'll keep you posted. But we'd love to hear more of you come on. Um, and from different parts of the world, we had a fan from Palestine the other night. We had people from the States. We had people from Luxembourg join us. So it's great to see so many different um sort of uh, people from all over the world joining us uh, live on the podcast, just looking out the window because my son has decided to try and climb over a piece of furniture, which I put in front of the door to stop him coming outside because I uh, can't trust him out here whilst I'm uh, whilst I'm working. Uh, not to scream anyway. Oh God, it sounds like I'm mistreating my kid. Uh, scrap that. I just should rephrase that. It's not. Uh, he's not locked in um, i've just pushed something uh in front of the door so that he could just play uh, where his toys are <laughs> don't call anyone on me please <laughs> Uh big hello to uh call cool. he says you are doing great harry great content super thank you so much mate really really appreciate your kind words um what else have we got um Paul Myra says, it's done, Harry. You're at 100. Thank you guys so, so much. Really, really appreciate that. Um, really, really do. Can't thank you enough uh, for your support on this channel. Every time um, we we go live and, and we talk about Arsenal. Love it. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, lots of you making comments about that, that we finally reached there. Charlie Lord says, Harry, are you concerned about the influence that super agent Kia Jurabshan seems to be having on our transfers? I don't think it's an immediate concern at the moment because if it's helping us get targets that we would have gone for anyway, then great. Um, I think that what you're seeing is you're seeing the impact of Kia Jurabshan's influence in the media more than in terms of the actual business that we're doing. So you've got to be wary of that. You've got to be wary of the fact that a lot of the players we've been linked with are Jurabshan's clients and it just feels like a convenient sort of link to make given that relationship. So don't get sort of too bogged down by all of that. Um, you know, I think William would be a good sign. And yes, he's a Jurabshan client, but I've also told you that I don't think the Coutinho deal's going through this evening. And Coutinho is a Jurabshan client as well. So it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to go after everybody that is under Jirabchan's watch, but it could, it is something that could potentially become a concern further down the line. But right now, I'm not overly worried about it. Uh, if I'm honest. Uh, Flips Flips asks, why is the Coutinho deal off? Um, Don't really want to go over old ground too much just because of those of you that have been with us from the start of the show. But cut a long story short, um, sources within Arsenal have told a number of high-profile journalists uh, today that there is no pursuit of uh, Felipe Coutinho taking place. It's not happening um, as far as I'm aware. That's not to say... um, Arsenal won't do a U-turn on that. That's not to say that Arsenal are just trying to keep it under wraps. Remember, they told us that Nicolas Pepe wasn't a possibility last summer, and it happened. Perhaps the club are trying to save face, having just made um, people redundant. Um, so, you know, we'll have to um, we'll have to keep a close eye on that. But as far as I'm aware, at the moment, it is a no-go. It is not happening. Coutinho to Arsenal is off. Um, right, um uh, Nimsey lot on the William transfer. he says it's not a free transfer if we have to pay a big sign-in on fee for William. yeah, of course, but in terms of a transfer fee, there isn't one being exchanged between the two clubs. um of course he's going to want to sign in on fee. Every free agent in the world wants a sign in on fee, whether it's a pound or whether it's ten million pound. But I'm sure that Willian will be be willing to negotiate on that in exchange for the three-year deal that he so desperately wants. We know that Chelsea put a two-year contract offer on the table. He didn't want that. He wanted a three-year deal, which when you consider that Chelsea are probably further along than us in the progression line, when you consider that it's still a London club, when you consider that he's there, he's settled, he knows everybody, knows the place, he's a key part of their team. You would think that he'd prefer to stay at Chelsea, which then highlights how important it is to him that he receives a third year in whatever offer he gets. So, yeah, you know, yes, he's probably going to want to sign in on fee. I don't deny that. But it is technically a free transfer because there is no fee being exchanged between the two clubs. And when I say free transfer, that is what I mean. Um, Ryan Smith says, would you sign Dunk from Brighton? No. Um, straight away, no, for me. Um, I've never really been on the Dunk and Duffy hype train um, that seems to to follow. Um, a lot of people talk about him. For me, he's a he's a decent defender, but Brighton is his level. And Arsenal have to be looking at players that... We need to be looking at a balance of players that are ready now to help us compete in order to achieve our targets, but also have the potential to develop into what we want them to be in the future. And that is world-class footballers. And signing someone like Dunk for me, it isn't the answer. Wow. Just seen uh, we've hit over 400 live viewers as well. Let's see if we can get the likes up a bit more as well. Um, let's try and get to 150 likes. That would be great. Um, please, if you haven't hit the button already, please do hit the like button. It is very, very much appreciated. I think we're on 125 at the moment. Fuck it. Let's try and get to 200 by the time we wrap up. Please. Um, do your thing, guys. Do your thing. Um Kevin John, in terms of the redundancies, which we were talking about earlier, he says, yes, us as football fans and supporters, it doesn't matter which team we need to realize that a football club is a business at the end of the day. And it's in fact sad that these individuals lost their jobs. Yeah, it is sad. Of course, it's sad. Um, But as you said, it's the way of the world at the moment. We just find ourselves in such strange times, such strange times. Uh, Right. What else have we got here? Uh, Lenny says proper YouTuber. Thank you so much, mate. Appreciate your kind words. Um, question here from Yerkis Felipe Coutinho or Thomas Partey? For me, it would be Thomas Partey all day long. I want Partey on a permanent deal to shore up our midfield, to help. If we had a, a, a midfield of Partey, Xhaka and Sabayos potentially next season, perhaps Mikel Arteta won't need to play with three centre-backs because of the extra protection that that would give us and the extra athleticism, tenacity. And then it would release other players further up the pitch to go and do their damage and allow some of our midfielders to be a bit more progressive. And I'm talking about Shaka and Sabas when I say that, to be a bit more progressive and get more involved in um in our forward play, because we don't seem to create enough from the midfield at the moment. We don't score anywhere enough goals from midfield, which is a problem. Um so yeah, let's um let's hope that we do get Thomas Partey in. But yeah, in answer to that question, that's an easy one for me. Uh, Partey over Coutinho all day long. Um, What else have we got? Um, Just having a look through the comments. Uh, Rodney asks When will it be announced that William will become an Arsenal player? I'm expecting something to happen um, after Chelsea are eliminated from the UEFA Champions League. I don't think it's respectful um, for anything to happen before that. I think William will be aware of that. I think the clubs. well, obviously the clubs don't need to negotiate because there is no transfer actually taking place. But Williams' contract doesn't technically end until the 31st of August, but I don't think it would be wise for anybody involved for him to um, to, to announce that he's agreed to join someone else prior to their campaign ending. So I expect it to be um, after. And I think they will be eliminated this weekend when they face Bayern Munich. So in which case... Um, it shouldn't be too long now before uh, there is some movement on that. Um, Avon Teddington says, AFC have already said Emil Smith-Rowe is going to be with the first team this year. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, it looks as though he's, he's going to be involved. Um, a player with lots of potential, a player who's, who we've seen glimpses of, um, some real good glimpses at Huddersfield Town as well, where he spent uh, the last season on loan, which is great. Um, still not convinced he's 100% ready, but, I've always said this about Emil Smith-Rowe when I've watched him amongst the other youngsters. I've always felt like he was one of the ones with the most potential. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's great that he's coming back. I hope he gets the the opportunities in the cup competitions to show what he can do. And fingers crossed in the future, he can become an important player for Arsenal. Um, I'm not going to touch on the the redundancy stuff again because I feel like we've talked that to death a little bit. And this is meant to be a transfer stream where we're talking about transfers. Um, but uh, lots of people, obviously different viewpoint to mine in terms of uh, they think it's disgusting that the club have not, um, are not going to hold on to those people. And I get that. I totally get that. Um, it's a perfectly valid opinion to have. It's just, I think that we're going to see a lot of more of that across the board. And it as Alavi said on our, uh, our social club show last night, Arsenal have just gone first here and uh, it doesn't look great. Good. Doesn't look great at all. Over five hundred of you watching us live right now. Wow, that is a record. I think for this for this show, that is a record. So if you haven't already, I'm going to say it again, just because I I, I'm determined that we get to the target. Hit the bloody like button. Over five hundred people. I can't believe it. Are currently tuned in, watching me talk about Arsenal. We're approaching two hundred likes. Let's get there, guys. Please, let's get there. Subscribe as well. If you haven't already, and if you fancy becoming a patron of the channel, which means you receive access to exclusive content, get priority on our fan phone shows, you'll receive a free gift after your third month, uh, and some more benefits will be announced very, very soon as well. Please do head over there, and you can sign up. There are two tiers of membership. Again, it's not compulsory. We'd love to have you on board, but I totally appreciate these are difficult times, and not everybody um, is able to support us in that way. But you guys just being here is enough for me. I promise. Uh, Right. What else have we got? Let's go for a few more questions. Um, Arka Shan Jamwal says, I hope I've said your name right, mate. Uh, He says, who do you want to stay and go on loan between Willock and Smith Row? This is a tough one. I'd probably keep both of them at the club. If I had to choose, I'd probably give Joe Willock's a funny one for me because he's, he, he's come on at times when we've needed him to just sturdy up the team a little bit, give us fresh legs, a bit more energy in the dying stages of games. And he's done that really well. But do I think he's good enough to play regularly? No. Do I think that Emil Smith-Rowe is probably at that level right now as well? No. So it's this is a really, really difficult question. I think they both could do with furthering their development. I would keep Emil Smith-Rowe just because he's been on that loan that loan deal. Um, I'd give him opportunities in the Cups to to show what he can do. And and that would kind of be his audition, wouldn't it, for the future. Um, In terms of Willock though, would I loan him out? Possibly, but it depends what business we get done this summer. And it depends on what system Mikel Arteta intends to play with and a number of factors. So if he is in in Mikel Arteta's eyes, somebody that we could allow to go without having too much of a detrimental impact on the team, then yeah, I'd be cool for for Joe Willock to move out on loan um my god lots and lots of comments coming through um nephew says big up man from the Maldives wow um big up to you my friend I'd love to come to the Maldives one day my wife's on my case about it as well so it's a trip that I'm gonna have to take someday um so yeah big shout out to you and everybody else out there as well um uh, Abhishek Chowdhury this is an interesting question He says, will this announcement have an effect on the players after taking a pay cut and still making this move? And I'm assuming you're talking about the Aubameyang announcement. I don't think it will have a negative impact. I think that every Arsenal player, having watched what Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang did in the FA Cup semi-final and final, will have been desperate. If they've got any ambition of achieving anything, they will have been desperate for him to stay. Desperate um, for for uh, for him to sign a new deal. And so I don't think they'll be grudging that either. Um, what else have we got here? Mickey H says, so you've got to spam the chat for him to recognise it. That's absolutely not the case, mate. But there is an absolute influx of comments coming through right now if i've missed your comment i apologize and it was not intentional please put it back in the chat again and i will pick it up i promise i'll keep a special eye out for it but no it's not a case of you having to spam the chat um i promise you that's not the way i operate it's literally um it's so hard to keep up with all of them and speak that i'm just kind of skimming through it and i'm picking things at random um jj Says, what's your stance on Mikitarian? He seems to be content at AS Roma. I'm pretty confident that Arsenal are going to agree to tear up Mikitarian's contract and allow him to join Roma on a permanent deal this summer. That is very much my expectation from what I've been told and from what I've heard. I think that is going to happen. I think Arsenal are more concerned about getting Henrik Mikitarian off the wage bill than they are about receiving a transfer fee for him. Remember, it was a swap deal initially that brought him to the Emirates Stadium. Therefore, I think they would be happy um, to just get him off the wage bill. So yeah, that, that's my stance on and I think it's best for all parties. Do I think he's still got something to offer? Perhaps. Um, but under Unai Emery, it just wasn't working out for him. And so I understand why he went. Um, and, uh, you know, and I understand why a lot of fans don't want him back but yeah I, I've I've got no real feelings towards Mkhitaryan I don't dislike him I don't particularly think he was great for Arsenal uh he's kind of one of those players where I'm just like meh whatever um but yeah if he's content at Roma and he's happy at Roma it suits the club as well get the deal done get him off the wage bill uh what else have we got here bloody hell I've missed so many um comments I apologize uh da-da-da. hello from australia from ray white how you doing mate welcome um biano swag says a new arsenal channel cool it's been around for a while mate <laughs> thank you though Um, and welcome um ray anderson says we're on 237 likes can we get it to 250 There's over 600 of you watching now so hopefully we can um Ibzino says, do you think Mikel Arteta is the right man to move Arsenal forward? Absolutely. Um, absolutely do. Um, absolutely do. think that um, he is the right man to move Arsenal forward. Been hugely supportive of him since he took over. Won me over the day he gave his first press conference. Admittedly, I wanted someone more experienced when Unai Emery was sacked, but Mikel Arteta has done great so far. And he's won me over. FX Entertainment says they already have. I assume you're talking about the Mkhitaryan thing. Um, yeah, there's talk that it's going to happen, but it hasn't officially been done yet. Um, that's what I've heard directly from a source within the club. And again, I'm not saying I'm in the know, um, but in my line of work, we do come across a lot of people uh, who are sort of in behind the scenes and do feed out information and at least Sort of drips of information for us to pick up on. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the uh, thing on that. Um, what else have we got? Uh, Gunners Malaya says, "Would you sacrifice Lacquer if it meant Aubameyang would play up top?" No. Um, and I'm going to justify my comments on this because I I had a, this debate on the uh, on the social club episode last night. We were talking about this very same thing. Um, We were talking about whether or not Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is more effective down the middle or on the left-hand side. And I want to show you these statistics here, uh, just going on to transfermarket.co.uk. And then I will share this with you guys um, on the screen. Uh, Bear with me a second, just uh, working out how to share my screen. Uh, Where is it? Here we go. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang stats. Uh, What can you guys see? All right, Lovely. OK, so if I scroll down, you'll see here there's this interesting sort of set of statistics here which highlight the positions uh, and the returns from those positions for Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Now, as a left winger, he's played 17 times this season. He scored 12 goals and provided two assists. As a centre forward, he's played 15 times. He scored seven times and provided just one assist. So it's clear the statistics don't lie. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is more effective playing from that left-hand side. I've spoken about it time and time again. It gives him a little bit of freedom in terms of the runs he can make. It means he's not always the immediate attention of the central defenders, and he can often drift into those half spaces. You could argue that he's been most efficient, actually, on the right wing where he's played three times and scored three goals. Um, So, yeah, you know, no, I I wouldn't sacrifice... um, Lacazette just for the purpose of of playing Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang through the middle because I don't necessarily think that that is his best position. I genuinely don't. I think whoever plays through the middle for Arsenal has to be unselfish, has to be willing to drop deep to pick up the ball in order to create the spaces in behind for the others. And Aubameyang is so good at exploiting those spaces. He's so much more pacey than Lacazette. Therefore, for that reason, I don't see why you would want to disrupt that. I think it's working fine at the moment um what else have we got um lots of questions about ozil um i feel like we to- talk about ozil so so much ah, it's a hard one it's a hard one the, the reality is and and some of you are asking in the chat is messer ozil leaving absolutely fucking not Messi, Erza is not going anywhere this summer. He is not. He is staying put. His agent has come out and said as much. I think the club are expecting him to stay put. He's going to sit there and he is going to collect his um, his salary, and that's going to be that. That is literally going to be that. Um, he's not going. We're stuck with him. Will he come back into the plans next season in terms of as a player? I don't know. I don't know, but I won't put it past Mikel Arteta bringing him back in if he does show. The willingness, then I wouldn't put it past him bringing him back in. I think at the moment, even if whatever is going on behind the scenes wasn't happening, he wouldn't be in the side anyway because of the way we're playing. Um, but in terms of people wanting him to leave, I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't think Arsenal are going to be willing to shell out a lump of money to pay him off and get rid of him. And he's not certainly not going to sort of give up that sort of wage packet that he's currently got. So he's going to stay, he'll be here. Um, And uh, we're just going to have to deal with it. And we're going to release some serious wage funds uh, at the end of next season, by the looks of it, because in my view, there is no way Mesut Ozil gets a new um, Arsenal contract. Um, Let's pick up a couple more questions before um, we finish up. Um, I'm supposed to go for 20 minutes, half an hour. We've had so much interaction. It's been great. Not complaining in the slightest, Um, but my dinner's going to get cold. So uh, we'll take a few more questions. And I will shoot off and get that. Um, Mike says, my super chat got ignored. My friend, I haven't seen a super chat. I do apologize. Um, I'm using a program called StreamYard uh, to get to stream, basically. So if your super chat has come through on YouTube and I've not seen that and it's not filtered through, please let me know. I do not intend uh, to miss super chat. So I'm really, really sorry, mate. Um, Let me go on my phone and see if I can see that. just scrolling back through the comments. No, I, ca- I can't see it, my friend. Um, I apologise, but if it was a super chat, just put a star next to it and put it back in the chat, and I promise I'll come onto it. Um, I'm so so sorry; that was not my intention, and I'll be having a word with Streamyard if I've, if the super chats are not filtering through. Um, we're on two seven nine likes, nearly seven hundred of you watching it. Let's get to three hundred. Um, that would be much appreciated. Uh, so I'll keep an eye out for your comment, Mike. Um, if you put it in again, um, there was a good question here about the FA Cup final. Where is it? Where is it? Um just trying to find it. Apologies. Just trying to um, I'll come back to that in a minute when I can find it. Um, this is an interesting one. Any news on Sabaya? So uh, in terms of Danny Sabas' future, it is my understanding that Arsenal are looking to strike a loan deal with Real Madrid that would see Danny Sabas stay at the Emirates Stadium for another season with an obligation to buy him at the end of the 2020 2021 campaign. That is because Arsenal are, I guess, uh, trying to put off paying the amount that Real Madrid are asking for, which is approximately about 23 to 25 million euros for his services. It's not that they don't want to pay it. I think they would probably um, just find it a little bit easier if they were able to pay that next season, given the business that they need to do and the expectation that they will return to the Champions League. So I do think Sabas will stay at Arsenal. I do think a deal will be done. I do think Real Madrid will be open and willing to do that. Um, so I'm positive about Danny Sabas, And that is the update that I have uh, in terms of what is going on there. Um, where's the gentleman that with the super chat? Um, Nimzy lot says, uh, Mike did send the super chat. My friend, I apologize. I can't see the super chats on this streaming program I'm using. I don't know why. Please uh, give me the question again. And I promise, um, I will answer it. I promise I will check it out. Um, if you put it back in, um, Nimzy lot, do you know what it was? Do you know what the question was? And I'll answer it. um, all oh, right, here it is. He's put it in with the stars. Um, was just wondering whether a deal was with Coutinho. Just wondering what the deal was with Coutinho. I was late. Okay, um, just quickly we'll, we'll go over that again before um before I, I I jump off. Um, the Coutinho situation is this: sources within the club have confirmed that there is no pursuit of uh, Felipe Coutinho currently. Ongoing. That's come from Charles Watts of Gold.com. Usually very, very reliable, very well connected um, in the Arsenal world as well. Um, and uh yeah, that's what that's what we're hearing today. That information has not just been communicated to Charles Watts, though, it's been communicated to a number of journalists um who I also know um who have told me that um obviously I don't want to name them because I don't want to get people in sort of any shit, but um that is uh yeah. That is, uh, that is the situation at the moment. Um, uh, just going to pick up two more uh, before I lock off. Uh, Matt says, I joined late. Why so confident on Oba? Reports coming out this evening. Uh, we're going back to where we started right at the top of the stream. Reports coming out this evening that Aubameyang is closing in uh, on signing a new Arsenal deal. Talks have progressed and he's very close to committing his future to the Gunners, which is fantastic. Fucking news. Um, that's why I'm confident. I've always been confident. To be fair, if you go back over the previous streams, you'll see that um, y- y- you will see that um, that uh, I- I've kind of been optimistic about his chances of staying for for a little while now. Um, I'm being told that we're over 300 likes now, which is unbelievable. Um, if you're watching this on catch up, you can hit the like button too. Um, there's nearly 700 of us watching. If we could get those likes a little bit higher um, in the next minute or so before we lock off, that would be great. Quick reminder, if you want to become a patron, head over to the patron.com forward slash Chronicles of Aguna and you can join us. Uh, The link is rolling across the bottom of your screen for those of you watching on YouTube. Um, What is for dinner? Um, Ask someone in the chat. Where is it? Um, Because I I guess because I said I got to go off for dinner. Charlie Lord says, what is off for dinner? I think I'm being treated to fish and chips. So, uh, yeah, mustache. Be, you know, when it's in the paper and it gets all sweaty and like horrible. So I don't want to leave it for too long. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. Um, two more likes to get to 320. Hit the button. Um, it'll be great. We've spoken about all the transfer targets that Arsenal are currently being linked with, pretty much all of them anyway, throughout this stream. If you've missed it, um, please check it out on the replay. And uh, we're going to be back very, very soon with more. Um, we're going to be back tomorrow with another stream. We'll be talking transfers. We're we'll talking about whatever else pops up from the Arsenal world. Um, a big thank you to every single one of you who's liked the stream, who's tuned in even for five seconds. For everyone who's asked a question, apologies to those whose super chats I missed. I genuinely cannot see them on this programme. So what I'll do in future is I'll open up another tab with YouTube running where I can actually see that Um, it's a learn for me. I don't normally get super chats. Um, So I really, really appreciate that. Thank you guys so much. Um, And uh, yeah, until next time, take care of yourselves, stay safe and uh, up the arsenal.